Single simulcast is about a lot of things. This podcast may make you laugh, cry, or pound your fists into your desk. If you hear something you like or something you don't, email us at singlesimulcast at gmail.com. One. Single. Simulcast. Now, this is assuming that the game has replay value, because if it's, if I don't make it through easy, then I'm definitely not going to come back and play again on diff- or normal. Or- and, and fuck all those games that literally leave pieces out of the game because you play on normal or on easy. Like, nigga, if y'all meant for uh, the game to be played on difficult or on I'm going to kick your ass or whatever level you wanted us to play on, Motherfucker, make that the normal, make that the default. Right. Dark Souls does not give a fuck about your feelings. It starts off hard. Like, I literally, it took me, I can say this without shame, because fuck Dark Souls Part 3, it took me five go-arounds to beat the very first person in Dark Souls. Same for Bloodborne. Fuck them both. I don't need to play those games. I'll stick with Mario. Mm. You know? um, but don't come out with a game like... Off the top of my head, just off the top of my head, you know, just thinking out loud, uh, fucking Destiny, and then say, you know, well, not Destiny, because it's a multiplayer game. Halo, yeah. Well, you can't access this because you're playing on normal. Motherfucker, what? Like, it's like, but I paid my money. Exactly. <laughs> I paid my money for a complete game. And that's the same angst I feel like NBA 2K20 just came out yesterday. And um, some of the kids who uh, play on my basketball teams or have played on my basketball teams went out and got this game, and their parents were posting on Facebook about how they were standing in line at, like, 6 o'clock to pick up games. And first of all, I'm glad I ain't got to do that shit no more. I'm mm. so glad I'm too old to be standing out in the, in the dark for a midnight release. I, I, I'm not built for that anymore. It used to be the shit to stand amongst all those unwashed motherfuckers and talk about video games while just getting cold. Like there wasn't, like I didn't pre-order the motherfucker. Like there wasn't going to be enough for me. I could have walked in the next day and been happy as shit. And the first time I did that, the first time I walked in the next day at like 10 o'clock in the morning and picked up my game and walked back out refreshed and relaxed and happy, it was a world changer. Mm. But this kid on my team uh, got to GameStop at like 6 o'clock. They weren't releasing it until like 9 o'clock. I don't know why. Maybe it's because they wanted to release it at the same time throughout the United States. So on the East Coast, you know, it's actually midnight. But on the West Coast, 9 o'clock, we're welcome. Um, But I'm quite sure his mom was shocked to go home and find out that everything – that you want to do on NBA 2K20 kind of cost some extra money. Mm. Like they literally have a slot machine feature in 2K where every so often when you start up the my player mode or my team or the ultimate my team or the this my team, it ain't George motherfucking mode, a slot machine pops up and you can spend to get coins so then you can upgrade your player. But if you're not using that, you can only spend once. After that, it costs money to spend again. And if you don't go ahead and use that slot machine mode, then every single time you want to upgrade somebody, if you don't have enough points, you got to pay cash. 
I remember when they first did that. That was an NBA 2K16. I remember that that message popping up in the corner when I was playing it on my Xbox 360, and I was like, the fuck? And I ignored it. It ain't ignorable anymore. And the fact that you want me to buy a game for $64.64 after tax and then go home and pay another upwards of 300 to $400 to get these points to upgrade my character. Yeah, like when when you have to when the actual upgrading process is part of the DLC, that's where I bow out. Yeah. Like it's one thing to get new characters, new worlds, new weapons, costumes, all that kind of stuff, but if I can't update the fundamentals without paying, you can suck my dick from the back. <laughs> I the mean fact, that. The fact that they the fact that they you have to upgrade your fucking character that's going either into the NBA or is in the NBA, the fact that you have to upgrade them in order to be able to make a layup. Nope. Is a son of a bitch. Like that is a fucked up situation. And they just sit there with a smile on their face, like y'all gonna y'all gonna pay us. Y'all gonna do that. I think that. I think that that's a big reason why I stopped playing sports games. The other big reason is because um, it's getting to the point where my kids can beat me, yep. like consistently. And I don't like losing in multiplayer games. Like I'll lose a few times with a smile on my face, but if I lose like three times and you talking trash to me, like oh 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 oh, deep three in the corner, oh. Uh, downtown, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm not going to play with you no more. I might ground you, but I'm not going to play with you anymore. I know that. So, yep, you got to let the youth have it. Right, and I think sports games, for me, sports games are a youth-type game. Uh, but more than that, any game where they want me to pay money after I've already paid and it's not a free-to-play game like Clash Royale, it's a free to play game. You can pay to get things like on the on the on the iPhone or iPad or whatever. You can pay to get extra things, but by and large it's free to play. Um Madden ain't. And Call of Duty ain't. And bruh, for the money that I sunk into it at this point in time, Fortnite is a motherfucker. Mm. I don't I've I've asked my son multiple times you just got a $50 gift card where'd it go Fortnite? for why you don't buy weapons on that game you just buy clothes you oh no you, you you're buying clothes for your video game character you don't buy clothes in real life <laughs> but that's where we are now you know and 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 to a large extent I have to blame us, the gamers, um, because we didn't take that first step of saying, fuck you, bro, when they first tried to pop up with some downloadable content like that, where you got to pay to improve your character or pay to play or whatever it may be. Mm, definitely but also got the ball on that one. But, you know, I also got to blame the, 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 the developers, you know, because they're like, yo, this, they going to keep coming back for this. 
Like, hey, I got my Jimmy Wax three times last night. Nino, they came right back. They didn't come back for the powder. They came back for the rock. Like, that's what I feel like when I see my kids playing video games, like licking their teeth and shit. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out how to scrounge up enough coins to buy another downloadable content pack of clothes for Fortnite and shit. Meanwhile, I'll just sit back and play, you know, Mario and uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance and and City Girls and our River City Girls. You know, I can't blame the youth for being that way because it's the it was honestly the next natural step in mm-hmm. the progression because we were like that at Blockbuster. Very true. Cause I remember every Friday, or you know, on the weekend, like I got my blockbuster money. Well, let's let's go. Am I renting the same game? Am I renting it again? And then you know, it was a element of of the element of danger of forgetting about it, forgetting to tell your mom that it needs to go back, racking up them late fees. Which I liken to today, um, that element of danger buying stuff on the phone and then hitting the family account and <laughs> your mom and daddy being like, what the fuck? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Trying to figure out why Apple want an extra 50, why they took an extra $50 from your ass. One of my kids on my basketball team, oh, they almost got kicked off the team. Their parents almost pulled them from the squad because they didn't know they didn't know no better. It was their first time playing video games like that and they got caught up so quick and they grabbed their daddy's credit card and uh, they didn't know about this kid is like 11. He didn't know shit about a statement. (laughs) He didn't know shit about a bill. It's just, I'm going to buy this right now. And then it just goes off into the ether because it's not real cash. It's a card, but nope. About three weeks later, that bill showed up and his dad popped up in his room. Like, why does this say that there's $500 missing from my account? Whoa. Oh. Oh. When he told me that, I was, oh, yeah, take him off the team. Take him off the team, Pops. <laughs> you got to do something. In excess, Jesus, $500? On Fortnite, trying to get rare clothing. Let me tell you something. If I don't get a replica of whatever clothes I'm buying, fuck a <laughs> Fortnite, okay? You got a Fortnite, put my money back in my account. That's what you got. <laughs> As soon as I, that's one thing I can say about um, the movies that I buy on Voodoo is that they have it where you buy the digital copy and then they send you a hard copy of the movie in the mail. Um, I like that. I like being able to have a hard copy in my hand because if the whole world fades away, I want to have a hard copy. I'm I'm old like that, but five hundred dollars again on clothing to get a backpack on virtual clothing out of the top right virtual clothing because kids at school and i think we talked about this before but kids at school are getting teased for not having clothes on Fortnite. Hmm. they're being called defaults oh wow can you imagine being like, yeah, we spend all our money on on fake clothes for our fake character, right? Fuck what your you Jordans. Do? 
Fuck your Jordans. What kind of clothes you got on Fortnite, motherfucker? <laughs> Listen, I'll be telling my kid. I would tell my kids if I had them. I don't, I don't do that. But um, <laughs> be like, well, you know, I'm going to, you know, eat, have money for things, you know, that I want to actually do outside of, of Fortnite. But y'all go ahead. Go ahead. By all means. You know, hey, I'm going to give you ten dollars to do whatever you want with it but oh, yeah. once that ten dollars is gone i'ma eat <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying at some point i'm gonna eat and whether you had that ten dollars or not i'm gonna eat and that's important for you to hear right now out of my mouth so what are you gonna do with this ten dollars mm. and my kids will literally sit there and think about it one of them will break into tears thinking about it so hard and I'm like, shit. But here's the other thing. I've realized now that these, <sighs> buying these download, not downloadable content, but buying like VC or buying stuff on Fortnite or buying the, the uh, boxes on Call of Duty or whatever it may be, takes away the kid's idea of permanency. Because the money that they spend, it's literally, you got $50 in your hand and it's immediately gone. They have no sense of cost of things. So then when we buy them something, a headset or something like that, if it breaks, they're just like, eh, how much this costs? Oh, it costs four outfits, huh? Hmm. Okay. Can I, I don't, are you going to give me another one? Mm. No. So I got to four outfits. I got to go buy myself one. Okay, cool. And that's really how my kids think now. Like they have no real, well, the elder ones do because they're like 17 and 18 and shit. But the 12 year old, he doesn't have a sense of money management. And I think that it's in large part because the money that he gets is digital. He never actually sees it. It's just a transaction to him. It's a <coughs> that he has in his hand that he then turns into Fortnite money. <sighs> Single well, song test episode three forty eight. Trill's here. What up? Shante's here. Hey. I'm Rashani. Trill, you were about to say something? Yep, but I forgot. So welcome to single simulcast. <laughs> <laughs> so um I do want to start off by saying um that it's important for parents to know that your kids are going to, this is the new thing. Like they're not going to go the fuck outside. Stop asking them to. The thing is now video games. It's, 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 it's Fortnite. They'll see their friends online before they'll see them out in the streets. And we actually went out to a park a couple of days ago and it was empty. When we were young, it wouldn't have been empty, but now it's empty and video games are the reason why. And it's our fault. Like, I can literally say without hesitation that it's our fault that our kids play video games where they play video games because kids, when they were our age, were told that they couldn't play video games. And so they were like, when I get older, I'm going to play video games all day long. Well, what the fuck do you think your kid's going to do? I learned it from watching you, Dad. 
And so now you got all these motherfuckers who don't want to go outside because, nigga, a few years ago, they literally made a virtual playground on the Xbox, I think, where you could play kickball and, 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 and soccer and tag and all that shit on your Xbox with your friends because niggas weren't going outside. It's only getting worse, and it's our fault. So stop trying to push your kids outside because there's nobody else out there with them, and they're going to get kidnapped. Cool. That's why they're not going outside. Although I, I think it depends on where you are. Because let me tell you something: when I'm trying to rip through these streets, <laughs> these kids be outside. Yes, they're on bikes. They are walking. They are. And I'm always like, everywhere. "Why are you not in school? Yes. I don't care that like, it's summer. Why are you not in school?" Yeah, that's the same way. That's the same way it is here. I wonder if, like you said, it's where people are. I wonder if we are not, like, while people have moved out kind of to the suburbs, quote unquote, maybe the suburbs aren't as um, conducive to go to a park. Like you live in a big ass, like housing development. And maybe it has a park, but that housing development is hella far away from you. So to that park. Shantae? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so there's that. Like back back to the whole, like you, your kid is going to get kidnapped. Giant housing development. Yeah, I'm right here. Hello? Yeah, my internet's Hello? fucking up. Go ahead. Keep going. It's my internet. Oh. Your internet. My internet is on the shit block. Go ahead. Oh, well, when you when you lived more like in a smaller neighborhood, it didn't feel like you were going far away to go to your neighborhood park. It was totally normal where now it doesn't feel that way. Maybe it doesn't feel that way. I don't know, but kids be out in the street. They walk to school. They walk everywhere. They're all over the place bothering adults. They out there. Mm -hmm. They out there. Hell, they out there playing their video games. If you (laughs) have to cross one of those unicorns. Very true. I I've, I have seen kids get thrown out of the house, but their parents weren't smart enough to take their phone from them as well. And so they just go outside and play Fortnite on their phone. I mean, they're getting the fresh air. Ain't that what it's all about? Yeah. Under their well, I mean, granted, the air is not as fresh, so there's also a concern. Yeah. Thanks, Trump. You know, <laughs> we really have been fucking this planet up. We can't be mad these kids ain't going outside. Right. They're not going to survive. <laughs> right. It is so hot everywhere you go during the summer the winters are are what the fuck the hurricane season is just getting worse and worse and then you know that's not even counting people it's dangerous out here yeah it was so hot a few weeks ago here in cali that shit in my car literally melted like the the timing belt broke it snapped the radiator hose broke it snapped the two more things just snapped. Like they were like, fuck this heat. I'm going home. And they snapped and it cost like 900. No, it cost $800 to replace all four of those things because it was 109 degrees in Sacramento for like a whole week. Let me say, you know what? Let me just say a prayer. My car is used to the heat because we used to be in Houston (laughs) And this heat here in the Pacific Northwest is nothing compared to right. back home. So, you know, I, I think I'm good in that arena. But, you know, I look at the people from up here and be like, ooh, poor babies. 
I hear them complaining about shit, and I'm like, shut the whole fuck up. I just be like, at least it's not humid. Like, shut your ass up. Oh my god, it's 88. Shut the fuck up. I mean, well, 88 is a little warm, but (laughs) without humidity, it's not unbearable. Yeah, I walked through 88 degrees with pants on. Like, what the? What a sweatshirt. 88. You better get what? 88. Listen to the to the grandpa jumping out. (laughs) Right, sweatshirt on. I fell both ways (laughs) with a sweatshirt on. Come on, I used to walk 150 miles one way to school in the dark. What a sweatshirt on the blizzard and a hurricane at the same time. It was Sharknado. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, you hit me with that 88 degrees and we, I have no sympathy for you. None. Like, seriously, do not tell me, oh, we had record-breaking heat up here last week. Oh, word? Word? How hot did it get? 91. Get the fuck out of here. Like, shut the fuck up. I mean, to be fair, most people complaining about that have never experienced right. a different type of heat. Yeah. So I, just I get it. Because reckoning. That's because Rashani don't care. He don't, don't care. <laughs> he don't care. These people, they ain't traveled. They don't know no better. Here you go, all foot all on their neck. <laughs> they just trying to live. You stomping on their flesh, <laughs> upset about some shit that they can't even control. <laughs> they, look, look, Listen. y'all shouldn't even have access to popsicles in the Pacific Northwest. You should not have otter pops. You should not have any cold treats in the Pacific Northwest because 89. Let me tell you something. The cost of living is too motherfucking high for you to be taking my treats, okay? <laughs> okay, we put in work up here, okay? It may not be. The kind of hot that's back in home or where you are. However, our pockets are empty. <laughs> okay. So if we want to have a little soft serve treat, <laughs> let us live. Okay. Cause then we got to go home and a lot of us are living in the house with 10 motherfuckers, 10 grown ass adults sharing the house. <laughs> like it's a real world and shit. Who drank my juice? Okay. The real small world. That's what it is. <laughs> All right, we struggling up here. I we feel need your you. sympathy. We don't need your judgment. I can't help it. Okay, though. I can't help. We can't help that you down there sweating. Okay, we sweating too because <laughs> the gas, <laughs> everything is so high. The rent, the rent is too motherfucking high. Right. The taxes. Oh my god. Right. The taxes. I mean, we. Nisha and I really did consider when we went up there for a ball tournament uh, earlier this year, we did consider Oregon because of the fact that there were no taxes. But then we realized there was no blacks either. And it was like, I don't want to do that. Man, somebody was talking about Oregon and they were like, it wasn't, it's not just sundown towns. It was a sundown state. Woo! That's my impression outside of like Portland. Portland. (laughs) And maybe, nah, Portland. Even Eugene has issues. No, Portland. Yeah. The 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 city that niggas know. <laughs> I don't know no other <laughs> city in motherfucking Oregon. If it ain't Portland, Portland, I don't know her. And she need not know me. <laughs> That's the important part. <laughs> but, you know, to be fair, like, even Texas, I feel like, is a sundown state outside. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. So it's like, you know. So was Atlanta. Boy, stop. What? No, because you... 
because you call because you call the state of Georgia Atlanta. You're gonna have to be reminding me because I'll be forgetting I ain't shit else there but Atlanta. So Medea said Augusta's there, but I don't think they fuck with the niggas in Augusta. So maybe ain't that, that don't a count. golf course. Is it? Yes. That's a golf course. That's not no, a. No, it's a place and it's a golf course. Oh. I was expecting you to say, is that a person? Because I immediately started thinking of August Alcina, which is funny because I don't <laughs> know who that is. Like, I know who it is, but I don't know who it is. I don't know why I should know who he is. I don't know why he's in been in head. the position that he's been in. I think you better pray for him. Something just passed over your head that's just like, yo. I ain't praying for forever. nobody that's trying to do harm to the Smiths. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Jada Pinkett Smith don't bother no fucking body. Right. <laughs> Fuck you, little boy. That's what I do know about you. Right. I don't know why you're famous, but I know you need to keep Jada Pinkett Smith's name out your motherfucking mouth. That's why I suffered so know. much. I mean, she was in set it off, for God's sake. What? Wait a minute. What that supposed <laughs> to mean? <laughs> Shantae, bring out the, the glove. <laughs> 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 Wait two motherfucking seconds, not just one. I need more than one second of the waiting because they had her wearing a dreadlock wig. Like, come on. It was great. Oh, God, it wasn't. What is the, what was that line? What is the protocol when you got a gun to your head? Oh God, that movie! And I, I have can't a, believe. You know what's funny to me? You judging that line, but I can see you doing some shit like that with your <laughs> smart ass mouth. I know you fucking lying. How dare you judge what you would do? Here's the thing: your, your house is glass, and you are throwing boulders. Wait a minute. We need to. We got to think about this. Here's the thing: while I'm talking shit, I really do have the nigga three pack Blu-ray. Which set it off Friday and minister to society all on one disc. See, that's look a, at your ass. You, you on here being a minister podcast talking <laughs> that shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, a, you have given your coint. Yeah, that's a legit calls. purchase, though. That's a right? legit it purchase. Is. It is. It is. <laughs> right? Like, you definitely got some cool points on that. I have, That's a throwback. The cool points have come back from the dead. Right? Like, I was, I don't remember how I ran into it, but niggas, check this out. Oh, I forgot. Motherfuckers, check this out. Not only is it the nigga three-pack, but because white folks don't fuck with it, there are certain things that y'all gotta realize white folks don't fuck with and black folks can benefit from. Like, for example, back in 98, 99, when cigarettes were actually cheap all the way across the board because fuckers didn't really care about your health at all, um, in Ohio, where I went to school at, and fuck them too, a pack of Newports cost $2.13. Whereas a pack of Marlboros or a pack of Camels cost like four bucks. Why was the price so vastly different? Because white folks didn't smoke menthols. That's the only reason. It was a white town and white folks didn't smoke menthols. So when black folks descended on the town, we were buying cartons of the motherfuckers and taking them back to the town and slanging them to niggas to get a profit um this dvd or this blu-ray same thing three great movies allegedly i mean menace is a bunch of cutscenes. it ain't nothing but cutscene going from cutscene to cutscene. friday's a classic i'll give you that and set it off queen latifah played a great role 
But other than that, Dr. Dre was in it. You give Stoney and them they motherfucking roses. <laughs> <laughs> I will not stand for this slander. Okay? I mean, any place where Dr. Dre has a role where he gets to talk, it is not a good movie. Like, Dr. Dre was the best choice you could make. Oh, man, I just saw them niggas earlier. I hope they make it. Listen, okay. <laughs> that was a favor from the director. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, but the DVD, the Blu-ray, I'm going to keep saying DVD because I'll I be forgetting, but the Blu-ray for these three movies, $8.99. See? Wow. Because it was on Amazon and, and, and whatever, Jeff Bezos, he doesn't believe black folks uh, have enough buying power to affect shit. So white folks weren't buying this uh, DVD and they just had Blu-ray and they just had it on the block. You know, I just realized my niece who is like three years old has no fucking idea. Well, she has no fucking idea what any of it is, but she'll never watch a DVD. Yeah, really I don't feel like that's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. We can we can do with that. The D, the DVD era didn't build character the way the CD era did. <laughs> <laughs> I think she'll be okay. <laughs> you know what would have helped if they had made burning DVDs as easy as they made burning CDs? Right. They, oh my God. It was who who cares about a D? I don't care about a DVD, and I lived through it. And that's one of the reasons why you got to sacrifice 25 pigeons to be able to burn a damn DVD. <laughs> How long is it going to take to burn this DVD? Uh, like Seven years. Five, right? Like, wait, what the fuck? How long it take to burn a CD? Nigga, what? I'm already done with three of them. You want one? Hey, this mixtape right here is called Mama's Chicken. Wait, you told me you were giving me the new Dre CD. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that's on. No, we can't blame the technology for scammers out here scamming. <laughs> hey, I just want to send shots out to the niggas on their hustle who went on LimeWire and lied. <laughs> they uploaded they mixtape and lied. It said that it was a new Chronic 2001, and niggas would download it for free, and you'd be here in just in case. And the Ramblers doing their new song, nigga, fuck your cash. <laughs> I would love for them to do a study and be like, how how successful has this been? <laughs> like the mixtape hustle. How many mixtape hustlers have become more than that? Man, the only folks I know who were successful with doing a mixtape were niggas who had already put out a real album. Yeah. Joe Button uh did those mixtapes after he did pump it up. And so those were successful. Little Wayne did the dedication and all that stuff after he had put out his albums. So they were successful. Um, Fabulous uh, did something. I don't fucking know. Fuck that dude. Yeah. And um, Lloyd Banks, I know he put out a few mixtapes that were hot as shit because 50 Cent wasn't letting niggas put out real albums anymore. Um, he just came out and was like, don't nobody care about me no more. Yeah, that like, was the saddest shit. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I didn't click on it or read or anything, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, hey, I feel I, I feel that strong, but I don't feel that to the level that he feels, which is probably he's broke. I don't know how much money he's got, but it's been a long time since the album's come out. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't have much. I mean, he has been in league with 50 Cent, and we see how his ass acts. Right. 
So mm. I'm just saying that like it's worse to have money and then be broke than to be broke and never get real money. And he had real money for a while. Like even a one hit wonder is still making money off residuals. Like this dude mm. is just does anybody love me anymore type level and that's some deep sad shit yeah i don't know sometimes i wonder if any of those well especially something like somebody like him working with 50 cent and then the way the whole music industry is set up like he may not have he may have had money like in theory but maybe he really didn't have it because he had to pay all his shit back mm-hmm. i'm quite sure 50 collected <laughs> whatever <laughs> time, what, whatever lloyd owed 50 got back. You know he did. You know 50 you know 50 Cent is a, a, an evil villain. <laughs> he had grown he really ass did. young buck on the internet crying. <laughs> what is he is evil. But he he is a classic, but he ain't got nothing else to do with his son. Like seriously, the nigga got money to the point where he ain't got to work. When you got money like that, your heart, your true heart gets revealed in what you do with your time when you ain't got to work. And he's just like, yo, I'm going to just troll the shit out of people. Mostly Rick Ross and my baby mama, but also niggas who owe me money. Yeah. Did you hear about Rick Ross saying that he uh, had a seizure so hard that he shit himself? Like, that's scary. Yeah, that's I did, I, I did hear. I did hear about that, and that's really, really unfortunate. Yeah, that's not even a joke. Like, yo, y'all got to know that you have to. You will never know if you are susceptible to epilepsy or having seizures unless you go to the doctor and get that shit checked out. And even then, Shante, sometimes they're able to say, "Yo, you." you may have epilepsy or whatever it may be that'll lead to seizures or are they just like, we're not quite sure. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole, that's what I think is the whole wild thing about uh, seizures is that there's some people like, I know my daughter for a while before we got her on the medicine that we got her on, she had them consistently. Mm -hmm. And, but my aunt has had them kind of, uh intermittently so like years go by and she doesn't have a seizure but then she has the seizure so it's just like obviously they both have epilepsy and so you really don't you don't know you don't know when it's gonna for those people who kind of have them who have it but don't have it because you don't have to deal with it consistently yeah you don't know when it's gonna when it's gonna happen or what's gonna trigger it mm-hmm uh, I do want to say real quick, rest in peace to LaShawn Daniels. Absolutely. A uh, legend. Uh, absolute legend. And didn't I... Whew, 41. I was going to say, so young, too. Right? 41. And it's just like... Ugh, we're getting to that age where folks just going to start passing away, but... 41, like though, is 41. still young to even right? expect that. You know what that really made me realize, too, how young these people were when they were in their heyday. Because mm-hmm. if he just now 41, I mean, he wasn't that much older than I am now when he was out here writing and producing smash fucking hits. Like, that's mm-hmm. crazy to me. I've accomplished nothing in the life of these people where they early 20s, like, on top of the world. 
listen, I still struggle to put my underwear on the right way. And these people have done all these amazing things. But yes, rest in peace to a legend. I mean, but if you're doing it in the dark, you it's okay if you put your underwear on backwards. You know, listen, don't don't <laughs> give credence to my struggles. Okay, I'm trying to do better. <laughs> I'm just saying, you are not alone. Um, no, no, I'm thinking we fall down, but we get up. That too. Do you know how hard it is to put underwear on in the dark? Yes, we it do. Is. No, it, it, for, no, that's real. I mean, just hell, anything. You can fuck around and you grab a shirt. You think it's right side in. You put it on, walk out, look in the mirror, and it's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> Fucked up. I'm so glad I'm married just because I can't do that whole wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning shit, roll out the bed and try and get dressed in the dark so I don't wake the other person up so I can sneak out after a one-night stand shit anymore. My eyes ain't that good. I'll end up with somebody else's underwear on. Like, don't have them side by side. Oh, this is kind of roomy. Kind of. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Yeah. Let me yeah. in. Um, so LaShawn uh, was 41 years old. Uh, he passed away following a car crash. He started writing hit songs, not even songs, hit songs back in 1998. Because the boy is mine uh, with Dark Child. Um, top of the name. world. Say my name. If you had my love. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wow. wasn't man enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some Spice Girl songs. Spice Girl Holla. I don't know. But Brandy's What About Us. Uh, Lose My Breath. Ray J and Piano's hit song One Wish. Sierra featuring 50 Cent, uh, Can't Leave Him Alone. Just, I mean, just hit after hit after hit. He even, he even lowered himself to work with Tamar Braxton. Aww. Right? That's what I said, too. But, like, it's amazing the amount of work that he did and the, the, the people. The consistent quality amongst the star-studded list of artists like we have to stand how can you not Mm-hmm. because it's not like he was out here making trash like he was making hits mm-hmm. for everybody crossing genres mm. black excellence gone too soon right Meanwhile, R. Kelly's still walking around. People tell me I shouldn't say that. People say I shouldn't compare to people who are alive to people who are dead, but come see me. <laughs> come see wow. me. I mean, maybe there's a fair argument there, but not when it comes to Robert Kelly. <laughs> like, that's not the hill to die on, friends. No, it's, really, it's really not. That's what's, I think that's what's really wild is just because you know what you know what's going to happen let's say you know he passes away uh soon or in the next few years people are going to be you know as the people who you know there's going to be people who are just like good you know it's about time whatever and then there's going to be those people who are like you shouldn't speak ill of the dead Mm -hmm. and it's just like fuck that fuck r kelly well now that he's dead let's let's talk about the good parts about his history and and we'll start playing his songs on the radio again because 
he's no matter what, he's a legend. Fuck you. Mm-mm. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Out of my face with that bullshit. It's what he Cardi B would say after she slammed ten year olds for making a diss track about her. Oh, what? what? Two weeks ago, four brothers posted a diss track against Cardi on Instagram saying she's washed up, belongs in the zoo, and smells like a turd. Oh my God. Oh my God. Damn. Okay. They did kind of let the chopper spray. <laughs> right? <laughs> on Monday night, the Bodak Yellow rapper delivered a lengthy tirade on Instagram Live, seemingly directed at a bunch of youngsters. Quote, not going to let no little fucking white boys come on me all motherfucking day long, she fumed. Motherfucking shut the fuck up and stay in your motherfucking place. Go drink your motherfucking milk, bitch. Fuck. Oh, wow. Fans were initially confused by the fiery rant, but the New York page is... New York Post page six soon cracked the case. The outburst is intended for 10-year-old fraternal quadruple uh, brothers who have achieved notoriety for posting music to their Instagram account. They posted a scathing diss track against Cardi saying she's washed up, belongs in a zoo, and smells like a turd amongst other schoolyard insults. (laughs) Wait, so it was was four white fraternal quadruplets yes 10 year olds <laughs> <laughs> like you just like you just keep going down the staircase <laughs> yeah i don't like this rabbit hole <laughs> the taunts continue with chance of i don't know what's fake or your life or your butt <laughs> oh no see now here's the thing as i'm reading this some of this shit will get your ass kicked not if i was rich like cardi b though yeah, no, no, no. But if I had an 11-year-old son that could walk over to their school, t- Cardi says hi, blah, blah. <laughs> nah, you got to, you got to, it's four of them. You, gotta, you, you can't send your one kid against them four. You got to get get your kid to get a squad. You sending your kid in to get beat the fuck up. You need to get Pookie and Ray Ray. Okay, bring the cousins man. out. My kid about to end up like uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans on I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. Right. It's the it's the, it's the Williams brothers. <laughs> that that ain't no family. That's a gang. There are four <laughs> of them. <laughs> oh I gotta watch God. that too. I got that on Blu-ray for six bucks. Anyhow, in an interview with Page Six, the brother of the four, known as Hollywood, claimed they targeted Cardi because quote she's been a bully to other artists over the course of her career. Quote, we want to show Cardi B to not be a bully and give her a taste of her own medicine. Oh, my God. Are they A.K.A. We knew exactly who to say this about that was going to react. Mm -hmm. Yes. That is true. How are you getting outsmarted by 11-year-olds, Cardi? Baby, what are you doing? Ten. Ten. Children, sweetie. Hey, but at least, you know, she really means it when she's like, you can't fuck with me if you wanted to because that's pedophilia and she go to jail. That's dark, low-hanging fruit. <laughs> yeah. Let's put that away. Let's put that into the ten-year-old white boys versus Cardi B, and she's taking the L. Well, I mean, she's gonna do that anyway because that's just how she is. <laughs> like, <laughs> she she does jump. She does, you know. She react. She she's very reactionary, yeah. and that's that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate. But, you know, I'm going to say continue stacking your money because one day you're going to react and that's going to be the end of that. So, yeah, 
continue stacking your money, building that generational wealth. Um, I don't see it for you. You know, I, I was I was on the Barty train for a, a few stops, but I I can't willingly support that level of of bozo. So I wish you the best, Barty. Um, one day I do hope that you learn to shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's all I got. In other news, Azalea Banks is being Azalea Banks. Speaking of shutting the fuck up. Can I go into into detail on this or just tell her to shut up and just keep it pushing? I vote for the latter. (laughs) I'm tired. Well, you know what? You know, what I said on on Twitter is that she is consistent. Like that train is, is never late. Let somebody be, you know, getting just a little bit of shine. And here she comes. She just gallops in. Let me let me correct you a bit on that. Whenever she sees a black woman getting some shine, yes, that's true, right? Because she don't have this smoke for hardly anybody else. But let a black woman get some success that she de- determines they don't deserve. Even though she be jamming to their music, I'm, she needs help. Like I really do feel like she has a mental illness because I don't. I just I don't get it. I'm not going to attribute that shit to mental illness. I'm just going to attribute it to she's an insecure motherfucker. Oh, no, no. That, this this stuff, she, she's just a hater. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but behind that, and there might be something going on. But either way, girl, I do not care. Shut the fuck up. And she ain't even got 50 cent money to be a troll. <laughs> like, she's still trying to get on. And she's a troll. My thing is, you've been doing this for quite some time, and it has not helped your career in any sense. <laughs> so why are we still doing this? Let's move on to the next gimmick. <laughs> I, that's You know what? That's what I miss. I miss the days when a motherfucker cut their losses when they realized their gimmick wasn't working. They went back to the drawing board, and they came back with the scam of the century. These people are lazy now. They have one gimmick, one trick ponies. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And they're gonna beat that horse till it's dead. Like, girl, you being a troll is not great. It's not getting you anything. If you were smart, you would flip this and start doing comedy. But you a dummy. <laughs> and let me tell you this, bitch. <laughs> if you take my idea, I'm suing you. <laughs> know that, okay? For every bone in that chicken closet, I'm coming for everyone. Oh my them. god, the closet. Them that them unfortunate oh church's chickens. I'm coming for all of it, girl. But yeah, she she a bozo, so it's like, what can you do? I mean, she could meet her in the parking lot like a pastor's wife in West Virginia did. I mean, a I pastor's wife in West Virginia has been charged with reckless endangerment after allegedly firing a gun in a church parking lot. Guess the race. Melinda Fry Tony <laughs> is accused of pulling out a pistol to accidentally, quote, in quote, accidentally discharged during an argument with another pastor's wife <laughs> at New Life Opalistic uh, Church in Oak Hill in May on May 11. She's the wife of the New Life pastor Earl Tony, while the other woman Lori Haywood is married to New Life's youth pastor David Haywood. Ooh, that's awkward. Hmm. Fayette Sheriff Detectors told uh, the news that the animosity between the two women had been simmering for some time. 
their husbands thought the women should publicly bury the hatchet to avoid additional strife. Quote, the pastor and the youth pastor thought, maybe we could get them together. We could hash this out and fix it before it escalates, uh, mm-hmm. the police said. Of course, it just made it worse, I think. According to the cops, the straw that broke the camel's back was an argument over a T-shirt Hayward had been wearing. Haywood would only say, we had a disagreement, and when we sat down to talk, I called her out, and she lost it. According to authorities, Melinda walked out of the church during the disagreement and went to her car in the parking lot where she got her gun. Realizing what she intended, her husband followed her outside. <laughs> oh, man. So I just want to know why they were beefing. She went and was like, let me, allow me to introduce you to the holy burner. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the? <laughs> Ooh, I'm mm-hmm. giving you these bullets in the name of the father, the son, and you's about to be a ghost. A holy mm. ghost. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Who knew I that pastor's wives and... Youth pastors, while I've kept that thing, who knew? Well, you never know when the uh, out in West Virginia, yeah, you never know when the blacks and the Mexicans are going to show up. I mean, to be honest, until I hear stories like this, I don't even consider West Virginia a real place. See, so, see, see, right there, Shante, he just like, justified how I think about the whole state of Atlanta. Oh Some of you can't say that that you scared of homophobia because we got gay meccas like the Atlanta. Mm-hmm. The entire state. Apparently. There you go. So, uh, Trill, I'm gonna ask you real quick. What'd you think of Sticks and Stones? Um, I did not watch Sticks and Stones. I've only seen the fallout. Okay. So I'm guessing that uh, it made a lot of people happy because there's folks who uh, are still on my timeline talking about how Dave Chappelle speaks truth that nobody else wants to say, which I just took to translate into, I'm scared to say this shit because I'm going to get fired from my job, but as soon as somebody else says it, I'm going to keep talking about it because I'm just so happy that somebody else is able to say such evil shit. I'm going to just steal it and say that I said it and then post up videos of him saying it with me putting the hundred uh, emoji uh, as my whole phrase or just, you know, the the emoji of the 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 smiley face with the finger to the chin like they're thinking because I can't say this shit out loud but Dave did so I'm all in. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness we got somebody to say it with their chest because I will not say it with mine. And that's how honestly that's how Trump got elected. All these and that's how that's how Dave stays rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how he climbed. That's how he climbed back to the top, and that's how he's staying up there. Mm-hmm. Cause he's a businessman above all else. Like he sees yeah. exactly what's going to bring people in, what's going to cause controversy, what's going to get people to support him or talk about him or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. 
and we just keep on. And I mean, and my issue with that is just no, no care to what the community is. Like, it doesn't really matter what the joke is. Although if it's funny, there's not going to be a lot of controversy. So that tells me that the jokes, whatever he was saying, wasn't very funny, but I'm just not at the point where I can be like, oh yeah, it's just jokes. So yeah, that was funny because literally I'm in my text messages talking to my friend Candace. We're making plans for the next podcast we're recording, trying to make sure that we got both of the articles about two black trans deaths that happened in the same week. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear the jokes. Mm -hmm. What happened to black first? Why is it not black first when the jokes are about us? Mm -hmm. What happened to black first? Because I don't never hear a lot of jokes about black men getting murdered. I don't hear a lot of jokes about anything that is detrimental to cishet black men. What happened to black first? (laughs) Does it not, it, it doesn't apply to us. Is that what you're saying? Oh, I see. And like I said, with Candace, you know, whatever we were recording, it'd be different if we weren't where we are currently with the state of LGBT affairs, specifically mm-hmm. black trans women. It, it might be different. Jokes might be funny, but to tell these jokes and it, it, just adds to a fiery rhetoric that has all or rhetoric that has already resurged itself. Cause I don't want to say it's new, but you know, has had a resurgence in the last few years and with more visibility now with social media than ever. I, I don't have it. I don't, I don't have it. And like you were saying, not being able to say it with your chest or just secretly agreeing with things. It just really reminded me as, as a member of the LGBT community that I can't take for granted that my friends around me, however close we are, get it. Mm-hmm. If, if that makes sense, you know, cause I see people that I know that I'm close to that were like, it's just funny period. And it's just like, there's not even a, a, a way of, they're not even taking the opportunity to be like, I think it's funny, but I could see how it would be mm-hmm. offensive to this group or that group. It's just, it's just funny period. Y'all too sensitive. Like mm-hmm. I want y'all to really uh, listen and understand me saying that because a lot of cishet black people take for granted that the people around them are not paying attention to the little things that they say. And things like this, I just, I, it's just blaring for me. Like, oh, okay. So it's okay when it's us. But again, it's a whole different story when it's jokes about black people. So that's where I'm just, I, I, I don't see the disconnect. Like y'all get to be sensitive when it's a black issue, but we can't be sensitive when it's a LGBT issue because black first, I forgot. That's right. Oh, yeah, because, you know, uh, when that motherfucker from Seinfeld was saying nigga jokes and Bill Maher was saying nigga jokes and everybody was saying nigga jokes, it was all arms, all hands on deck. And I just want to point out real quick, to the motherfuckers in podcasting who are currently saying that this Chappelle special isn't hot and that it's punching down, 
the last one that came out was also not hot and it was also punching down and y'all said that it was just comedy. And I realized growth and everything happens at its own time, but a lot of y'all was just like, it's just comedy and y'all were not trying to hear shit about it. And, and I'm like, this is like the third one in a row with the mm-hmm. same mm-hmm. controversy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like you have literally been making all your Netflix money telling LGBT, and it's just like, if it was like, once if they if it wasn't constant i would be like okay because no i don't i'm not one of those people who feel like the community is above a joke but why is it the community specifically it seems trans women are the consistent butt of jokes you don't have nothing else to joke about mm-hmm. I, and and again knowing how talented dave Chappelle is it's just that's where a lot of the disappointment is for me in him specifically Cause I know you can do better. Yep. But people going. But why work hard if you get paid to be lazy? Well, I think that's where his mind is at this point in time. Like this, people are. It literally got a ninety-nine percent audience rating on Rotten Tomato. Yeah, I heard that. But the critics, critics gave it a zero. I'm and 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 the thing that I'm trying to figure out really because I don't know no motherfuckers who vote on Rotten Tomato. I don't. I haven't met somebody yet. I know people who do Yelp. I know people who do Google reviews. I know people who will watch the movie at the end and get to the end of a movie on Voodoo and say whether it was one star, three stars, or five stars. I ain't seen nobody do nothing on Rotten Tomatoes. So I figure right wingers and people who again he's speaking the truth that I'm too scared to say went on Rotten Tomato and just did some fake ass reviews. Mm. Yeah. That I mean, that definitely could have happened because people definitely do that. They mass downvote things and they mass upvote things. So that that definitely could have happened. But it also seems like there's people who fuck with it. Like mm. ugh, ugh. on a fundamental level. Yeah. Like, like, nah, and again, these are the same nah. people that are like Oh, you know, I, I support the LGBT community. I got a gay cousin. Oh, you know, I kiki on the timeline with these gay people. And it's like, oh, okay, you know, I'm just, you look a little funny in the light, though, when stuff like this comes around. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I think it goes back to like what you said. It's like, it's one thing, like, okay, you think it's funny, but it's the dismissiveness. It's just the yes. complete, like, y'all are out of pocket, kind of like, oh, y'all, y'all too sensitive. Just like, like you said, it's just like, that's what I don't get about a lot of just situations where someone is expressing pain or hurt or saying like, look, this is part of where our fear comes from. It's these types of things or, you know, just whatever the situation. It's just like, how could you be so unkind to people who you say that you fuck with? Like, Mm -hmm. why would you allow yourself to be seen as unkind and and unkind and then untrustworthy because then it turns into where it's like okay if something happens are you going to think that if something happens to somebody who you profess to care about are you going to think this shit is funny or are you going to care and it's just it's just like this isn't it's just it's yeah like what sticks out to me is like how unkind the dismissiveness is it's just why that's not like why would you do your friend like that why would you allow yourself to let your friends see you in that light and have to kind of grapple with whether or not 
they should fuck with you anymore. Yeah. It's just like, I, I don't know how you call yourself an ally and you love people in the community X, Y, Z, but when stuff like this happens, you expect them to suffer in silence mm-hmm. and tell them that yeah. they're sensitive. The whole community is too sensitive. Okay. We want you to speak up when we want you to speak up. But if it's something that we feel strongly about, we're going to need you to go back to your corner and just wait for us to feel some sort of way about an issue again. And you can come out and start talking. How dare you take our, try to take our comedians away from us? Like, mm-hmm. uh, Okay. You get offended too easily. Oh, wait, wait, wait. But this, oh, nah, nah, nigga, this ain't right. We got to ride. Nah, forget y'all. We're past that. We got to ride on this shit. That's ridiculous. No, shut the fuck up. Hey, black people, we all got to come together. Hey, you two, come here, come here, come here. Yeah, y'all two, too. We got to be mad about this. Diddy put out another album. Mm. So I just want to point out real quick that uh, Nas said that uh, Dave Chappelle's the greatest comedian out today. And T.I. Uh, added that Dave Chappelle's a legend of epic proportions. Damn, what the fuck these soft-ass, politically correct, can't-take-a-joke-ass critics say, bro is the best I've ever seen, fearless. Mm-hmm. But let somebody... Let somebody joke on Tiny's face. Y'all told me I couldn't no more. <laughs> you know, or let's, I mean, but this is the thing. It's, it's, you know, let somebody joke on his kids, you know, whatever. That's the problem with these people who insist on, uh, insist that people are sensitive. You got the things that you're sensitive about too. And if somebody said something, it would be a problem, but it's just, they miss, you know, they just so focused on dismissing LGBTQ people and not even equate, you know, not even thinking about, well, if this was something that was very personal to me, I would probably be really upset if, if somebody said something and was joking on my personal thing, but no, it's just something wrong with y'all. My thing with that is, I don't know how anybody can fix their lips to say that the LGBT community can't take a joke when the majority of us that are making us think about stuff like this grew up in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Why do you think we can identify the harmful shit now? Because a lot of us didn't know any better. We thought the shit was funny in the 90s. Or Mm -hmm. some of us did know better, and it hurt us back then, too. Yeah. We've had a long history of of taking the jokes. (laughs) Yes, we know how to take it. And and LGBT people are some of the funniest people on earth. What y'all even saying? What you mean we can't take a joke? Y'all laugh at gay niggas in wigs on Instagram every fucking day. But we can't take a joke. We too politically correct. Hmm. Funny to your boy. Unlike these jokes. Mm. Like I said, the only part that was funny to me on the thing was where he was uh, making fun of white people. (laughs) White meth users and that was funny to me because yeah it just was hilarious that was like with 16 minutes left in the show though 
Everything else was just bad. Speaking of bad jokes, Nicki Minaj retiring from music. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Nicholas. Uh, he or she said that she's leaving the music biz. She decided to retire because her family's the next priority. Uh, the rapper made the stunning announcement in a Thursday morning tweet saying she's going to retire because she's ready to become a mom. She wrote, quote, I'm ready to retire and have my family. I know you guys are happy now. To my fans, keep repping me. Do it till the death of me. X in the box because ain't nobody checking me. Love no. you for life. Girl, nobody's happy about you re- retiring. I, well, let me re- not say that. I'm sure some people are. But most people were not saying you need to retire. They were just saying you need to do better. Yeah. yeah. Not the same evolve. thing. You need to take advantage of all that fucking talent that you have. Yeah, that's always been my thing. Like I've always given Nikki her roses. She is a talented rapper, but the antics and the lazy bars that we started getting, I'm just like, do better. You ain't got to retire. Just go back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. But you know what, girl? If this is what you feel like you need with whatever type of degenerate dick that you have in house, mm. good luck. Because <laughs> I feel like you're gonna need it. But you know. That's all I got. Nobody, I don't know who's rejoicing about the retirement of Nicki Minaj. I don't listen to enough Nicki Minaj to care. But it's very... Uh, I can say that I haven't heard a great song out of her since, like, the Pink Print. I take that back. Anaconda was okay. Anaconda was way before the Pink Print. Oh, it was? Yes. <laughs> Wait, think, Pink Friday. Pink Friday is the one I was thinking about. Is that yeah. the first one? No, Anaconda did? might be on Pink Print. I didn't like that song, so I'm not sure. <laughs> I just I just Actually, let that. me shut up. I don't know shit about this woman music. <laughs> <laughs> let me shut my dumb ass. So, I'm up here like like a cis head black on Twitter speaking on things I know not of. Let me let me retract and recenter. I just know that at some point on her first album, because my daughter, my eldest daughter, loved her first major album. It went from her rapping to her singing about starships. And that oh. was the point where I checked out. Because the only thing oh, I yeah. heard part of that was her rapping on Monster. So to hear starships or whatever, I'm I'm okay. Yeah, I forgot about that, her first album or two being that... Uh pop whatever was going on i mean get your coin sis because you did that the crossover thing like you had a plan mm-hmm. i mean you were dressed like a teletubby but you had a plan and you you executed <laughs> so I, I don't even know how to how to do this this i don't know if this is wonderful or if it's wonderfully petty but either way it's goals um, so there's these retired teachers that cel- that gather every year to celebrate that they don't have to teach y'all's kids anymore. And I just think that that's wonderful. Yep. I agree. About 150 of her closest retired teacher friends, she observes the start of the school year the same way she has every one of the past seven years with a party. Do they miss the kids? Sure. Do they wish they were back in the classroom? Oh, nah. <laughs> retired Norfolk teacher Yvette Williams said, I'm I'm good. 
I know that's right. Yeah, I believe it. Like <laughs> they like we have paid our dues. <laughs> I mean, it's for one, they don't set these. I mean, they don't set all. Well, depending on where these teachers are, they don't set them up to really do what they need to do. You know, as far as um, educating children, and then you have kids who just are, you know, they're just out of pocket. Just oh. That can, it don't even matter what's in the school. They just going to be out of pocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, and then you got, and then they're dealing with, uh, you know, administration, you know, from whether it's like, you know, higher, higher, higher ups or just their motherfucking principal, you know, some of those people ain't shit, you know, and, and the, the teachers are that, you know, that last line, you know, the teachers get all the pressure you know, to take, you know, to do whatever they need to do for these children and very little of the praise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or resources. Yeah. Re- and resources and stuff. And it's just, they gotta, you know, they gotta do more with less and, you know, depending on where they are. So yeah, it makes sense that they would be, they would be happy to retire. There was, um, there's a, uh, my son's, not my son's, my husband's former French teacher is my Facebook friend. I think she retired uh, maybe a year or two ago, and she was still, you know, feeling like anxiety with the first day of school. But, you know, but obviously realized, like, I don't have to fucking go, you know, when she really, you know, like, once it kind of came, you know, comes together that she has to retire and everything. And it's just like, it's a lot of fucking pressure. You have to deal to deal with those kids year in and year out, not knowing what you're going to get, not knowing if you're going to be able to get what you need, got to ask for stuff, got to beg for stuff, you know, just, ugh. No, have a party. I hope I hope the cake was good. I hope the drinks were copious. And I hope the slide was electric. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I want to do that now, and I still got a long way to go, and I'm not a teacher. I just want my kids to be done with school. I don't want to have to wake up early to take them. You know, I realize now why my parents used to look at me cross-eyed when I look at them cross-eyed when they take a day off from work in like the middle of the week. Mm. Look at them like, you're not going to work. And they'd be like, no, I'm taking the day off. And are you sick? (laughs) No, I'm not sick. I'm just taking the day off. How dare you? And now I look at my kids doing that like motherfucker. Do you forget about your entire goddamn summer? While I was at work. And 109 degree temperatures, talking about why you staying home, why you here. Nigga, this ain't your house. It is, but it ain't. 11-year-old, don't let me get Cardi B on your ass. Um, (laughs) An Englishman opened a can of Heinz baked beans for his supper on Tuesday evening, presumably hoping to enjoy, you know, beans. But what he got instead was a single bean Floating in a bowl full of bean juice. Damn. Did Duke eat all the beans? <laughs> What's going <laughs> on? He went on Twitter. He uh, sent it over to Heinz UK and said, I enjoy bean juice much the next person. But when I opened the can this evening, I was hoping for more than one bean. This is not a laughing matter, sir. Bean juice? No. Bean juice. Save the jokes for <laughs> this is a travesty and direct disrespect. You got to be firm on this. Oh. That's awful. 
Like I'm just imagining that the the thing, whatever yeah. machine shoots out the beans, just had juice. <laughs> like all the beans with that, all the other cans and this mm. last one in this last gas. <laughs> just mm. like if beans could talk, hey y'all, I'll see you in a bit. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Hey, where is it? Hey. That bean got told the wrong address for the party and shit. Hey, y'all, we all gonna go to we gonna go to can number four. We gonna tell Elroy that we going to can number five. Yeah, can number five. Hey, hey, Jasper. Hey, which reminds me, Shante, mm -hmm. Devin, and I watched Steven Universe. Yeah like seasons two through five over the past two weeks oh wow well it's easy when each episode is like fucking 11 minutes long but, you know. but it's a lot it's a lot of emotions it is i guess and that's what that's what i'm talking about is just all the different emotions and revelations that go on in the show to just kind of watch it yeah it is indeed and it was gosh wonderful like i cried real like i i cried on the final episode uh i don't know why still i just i just did like it was just such a great release and it was so beautiful and perfect and and i thought that lars had a chance to become my favorite character but then i realized that he wasn't but then he uh took ownership of his fears and his doubts yeah and, and just revealed himself in another way. And I was like, I might be back on the large ship again. And Sadie became a rock, a rock star. And that was unexpected. Yeah. And it was just yeah. also wonderful. I loved how characters who you would see in the first season would just pop back up in the last season. Yeah. Like Kevin's punk ass. <laughs> it's Kevin time. It's yeah. Kevin time. <laughs> but that movie. Whew. Yeah, that was a that was an interesting movie. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to put the soundtrack onto my Spotify page, but that was that that movie was a bit of a lot. Yeah, it was it was really 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 intense. It was just and I didn't like I there's a part of me that feels like I should have known that Rebecca Sugar and everybody, you know, in the universe was going to make a really emotionally charged, uh, emotionally full movie because even the smaller episodes are emotionally full and they're 11 minutes long. And it was still just like, oh, wow, I'm listening to, to songs or watching things happen. And it's just, I'm weepy, you know, it's just, just sobbing kind of because it's mm -hmm. so painful. And thinking about either myself or just the the people that have to experience those types of situations it's just like oh man this this is really awful this is what it's like you know that you know like uh in one of the songs uh one of the characters is talking about how you keep turning pages for people that don't care anymore you know, that you're, you know, that they're part of your life, you know, as far as your life is concerned. If your life is the book, you're, they're still in your book, but they've, you know, you've been written out of theirs and you don't even really 
realize it and then you realize it and it takes all you know all this time to to realize it to to mm-hmm. accept it that that they're just not in your life anymore and they're okay with you not being in their life anymore that they don't may not even have any feelings about it mm-hmm. that was heartbreaking yeah whole segment of her just standing there waiting and I'm, i and for that to be heartbreaking took a lot because spinel was annoying as fuck <laughs> like she was she had the energy of like a, a seven-year-old when you're like 68 like you're just like i don't want to deal with a seven-year-old right now but the seven-year-old energy does not abate and it was just like even for me watching it, it was just like god i couldn't but to get ghosted like that, like, like Trill, there's a part in this movie where a person gets told, stay right here. I'll be right back. Don't move. And I think they stay still for like 5,000 years, nigga. Waiting for this person to come back. Exactly. I'm just kidding. Trill's muted. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it was just, it was bad. It was just, it was, and like you said, just go, the the ghosting is really what it is and realizing how much uh, Rose Quartz uh, is a ghoster. Mm -hmm. You know, even, even, uh, even with, uh, what happened with with her bringing about Stephen? In a way, she ghosted her. You know, she ghosts Greg and the Crystal Gems. Now, granted, they know what's going to happen. They know she's going to leave. But it's this kind of like you don't have to, but you want. You know, it's like her desire, super her desire to do this superseded all of the emotions that they were going to have to experience with her gone. And it and it's like she does that. It's like a consistency. It's like she does that with uh, the diamonds. Like it's clear that these diamonds care about her, but she's just like, well, got to do it, you know. And she leaves, you know, leaves Spinel behind. It's like got to do it. You don't know selfish like Rose Quartz knows no no selfish or Pink <laughs> Diamond. Yeah. <laughs> Because, girl, I haven't watched the movie yet. That's why I didn't have much to contribute. But let me tell you, I've, I've watched all the way up to the last season. Rose Quartz, girl, if you are alive, you need your ass kicked. Because, girl, <laughs> all right, you need your diamond padded. Because, girl, <laughs> the hell that you put these motherfuckers through for yeah. thousands of years, girl, you need yes. your ass beat. <laughs> yes. Like, she is really multiple really sets bad. of motherfuckers at that on different plant girl you have a trail of tears you need your ass beat rose and then you leave steven to deal with all the fallout because he has your your gym yeah Ooh, from girl. multiple from multiple people like you <laughs> from both different people trying to, and to then, harm steven because of what his mama did <laughs> didn't even have the the common decency to have a journal so he would at least be able to stumble upon it and read about who coming for his neck because of the shit that you did 
Girl just left him in the dark, blind as hell. Girl, Zordon would never. Like, <laughs> your ass beat, bro. I'm sorry. Girl, you fucking tried that. I can't believe all the shit that rose. And the sad part is they all still love her so much. And high exactly. So, they do. Such high regard. Girl, you was trash. They, they really stand do. for her like she can't do no wrong. And I'm watching the oh. show like, wait. Wait, like imagine having had having lived with your heart broken for five thousand years. I girl, Rosecrans, Rose Quartz was a rolling stone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, please, just but but see, but that's so real because then you talk because then you think about how she was with Pearl. You know mm-hmm. that here it is. She's kind of she's in this relationship with Pearl and Pearl. But Pearl gets to watch Rose be in relationships with other people, more than likely men, you know? First of all, shout out to Rose for, I mean, shout out to uh, Pearl for being a chubby chaser, okay? We need, <laughs> <laughs> we need representation out here, okay? That's first and foremost. But yeah, uh, Rose, girl, like you knew that Pearl was in love with you. Then you flaunted this relationship with this human all in her face. I still don't understand the physiology of that, but I was like, okay, Rebecca, you know, I too smoked herbs. So, you know, I can understand how we got here, but just over the course of this show, there has been nothing but dealing with the fallout of Rose's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that is the premise of the show. It ain't about Steven. It ain't about the crystal gems. It ain't about love. It's not about any of that that Sesame Street shit. This show is literally about a group of people, a group of beings, rather, that have to deal with the fallout of one motherfucker. This show is all about niggas running up on Steven. <laughs> Listen, you know what? This show is all about having to deal with Rose's past tweets, okay? Exactly. <laughs> Yo, yo, little nigga, where your mom at? What? <laughs> where your mama at? I don't, I don't know who you are, nigga. Your mama did this, 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 and this. Where is the bitch? Where is she? <laughs> she owe me thirty dollars. I'm her, and then it just falls apart. I felt so bad for Steven every single time he found out something new about his mom. Some trash at that, a new lie yeah. that she told, right? Theme that she had, it's like Jesus Christ, she the worst villain on the damn show, right? And everybody, everybody that I saw, every bit of beef that I saw on this show was all because Rose, like there was nobody else, everybody was there because of Rose, everybody was in the same room because of Rose, and when it all came down to it. When they got Rose out the equation, everybody ended up being friends. Yep. She was the bad seed. Damn. <laughs> uh, Damn. Whew, you boy. hate to see it. <laughs> and Steven! It's just like poor little... Oh, lady. Steven. You know what really devastated me, though, watching that was... During the whole thing, when they, when they were dealing with White Diamond, who clearly mm-hmm. has mental illnesses, um, and Steven, that whole part where he was like, she's gone, like having to uh-huh. have to prove that she's really gone, like she's not mm-hmm. trapped in the in the gym or anything like that, like mm-hmm. she is gone. 
Mm-hmm. She is out of there. She is not with us anymore. She's not on this mortal coil. And I was like, damn. Because even I was like, she's still in there though. Because you know, yeah. when Steven died, what's what's gonna happen to 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 that gym? I wonder if the gym is gonna crack. I wonder if his gym gonna turn black like when Optimus Prime died in that movie. Nigga. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of little nuances that I missed in this uh, show. But the one thing that I never missed, the fact that Rose Quartz fucked everybody over and then just, she didn't even die. She was just like, I'm tired of this shit. And just bequeathed her entire will to her son, but didn't give him none of the memories that is the reason why everybody wanted to kill him. You know what? Low key, I think Rose might be a little bit of a she-tip. With all of that, I just want to create life, and oh, it's so it's so beautiful. You set this little boy up to have a life of hell. <laughs> Talk about oh, it's so beautiful. Oh, he's gonna be able to be human and make his own decisions. He ain't been able to make no decisions because everything he's had to do to stay alive has been because of the shit that you did. You could have yeah. at least settled your affairs before you went away, bitch. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. You tried that, Rose, and you need your ass before. You need your face slap. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Candace on that one. You need your gym kicked. That's what you need. <laughs> you need your oh. gym tapped with a hammer. Girl, you fucking Cause tried she that. Did. She really, because so, not just Steven having to deal with the fallout and everything. Like, Steven has specifically had to, like, really, really deal with the fallout. But everyone else is just still, you know, Steven's 14 years old, you know, by the time, you know, 13, 14 years old, by the time we're watching the show, you know, by the time the show starts and everyone is still just grappling with Rose's, uh, you know, Rose's uh, death. You know, Amethyst is still grappling with it. Garnet Mm -hmm. is still grappling with it. Pearl is hella grappling with it. Greg Mm -hmm. is grappling with it. You know, they're all grappling with it. And it's just... diamonds. (laughs) Everybody. Just everyone. And it's like the fact that she just really... She just... You can... Her character is a character that doesn't think things through. Her character is a character that just does things. Like, she could probably understand... Yeah, like her, like she could probably understand, like, oh, they'd be kind of sad if I left, but you know, whatever the fuck she wants supersedes all that shit. Like she could probably yeah. get close to realizing that they'd probably miss her, but that that's as far as she can go. But I think she really convinced herself that that wouldn't be the case because of the the quote unquote gift she was leaving behind in Stephen, and it's like that's not how that works, beloved. Right. Like, yes, they love Stephen as an extension of you, but you left all these beings just caught out there. Nigga, she left full-on East Coast, West Coast beef between Greg and uh, Pearl. I was just waiting at any given moment between seasons two and four for Pearl to just be like, you know what, fuck this shit, nigga. Mm. You wasn't her real love, nigga. I was her only one, nigga. We gonna have a dance-off right the fuck now. And it never came to fruition. Can you imagine Pearl rolling up on Greg being like, you don't know fusion. Uh, I fused with Rose. Whatever that little fleshy thing that you do, that's not real fusion. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, girl, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) 
Get right? You think what you did is fusion? Watch this. Like that kind of stuff. And it's just like, I don't know. It was deep to me. I don't know how Devin took it. We're supposed to do a uh, a little talk about it for his show. But um, there were parts that were heartbreaking. There were parts that were amusing. But then there were parts that were just straight up confusing. And the most confusing part to me was, ain't nobody going to call a spade a spade and say the Rose Quartz is just a horrible motherfucker. And then it happened. And I was like, okay. Steven <laughs> going to say it. Nobody Ooh. else wants to say it. I'm but Steven wants to say it. I'm looking forward to that. You know, I love, I, I love mess. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did though. It was like it was. It was a good little moment of acknowledgement mm-hmm. of what of what was really going on. It was just like, way to go, good job, writers. Like somebody's got to point out the elephant in the room, which is that my mom was an abusive. Uh, overbearing piece of manipulative but but then but then to go deeper with it watch this it was a learned behavior that she got from white diamond you know what fair Mm -hmm. because white diamond was making niggas cry and all that kind of shit or or blue diamond was making people cry she learned that from white diamond white diamond's really controlling all of them and so Pink Diamond's just like, you know what? When I get out of here, I'm going to live for me. I'm going to do for me and me only. So everybody she met out there in the in the cosmos after that was like they pointed out somebody weaker than her. Somebody she didn't have to explain jack shit to. Mm-hmm. She could do whatever she wanted and came and went as she wanted. And nobody ever said anything because everybody was so just enraptured to be in her presence that nobody checked the shit out of her and called her a selfish motherfucker. But then when Steven got there and Steven is the youngest in the group, everybody's able to say, Steven, like, yo, we don't have to do this with you. You know, you don't have to come. You don't get to come with us just because. And really that's what Rose Quartz needed to hear back when she was Rose Quartz, but they didn't do it in time. They did it with Steven when she was reincarnated, but they didn't do it with her. Mm-hmm. Also, Ronaldo's a piece of shit. Okay, wait. <laughs> He's an incel. Like when he made himself oh, oh, into a crystal gem. <laughs> like when he was like, I'm a crystal gem now. And he just showed up and then got mad when niggas wouldn't let him go along on trips and shit like that. That's when I didn't like him anymore. Like this show gave me opportunities to hate everybody at least once, except for Sadie. Yeah, Sadie's my favorite. I, I I tweeted at Rebecca Sugar. I was just like, you know, drop the album for Sadie Killer and the Suspects. Like, I drop would, the I would album. Pick it up. I would I would cop that because she was rocking out. She deserves. Yeah. Because Lars, mm, Lars Ugh. might as well be Rose Quartz Part Two. That nigga ran out on like literally ran away. Even when he was there, had her doing all the work, tricking her yeah. into doing all the work because he knew she liked him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck Lars. Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah. It was just, I mean, he did get like, a re- he got redeemed Fuck and everything. But, <laughs> but yeah, because it was just, I definitely was glad that Sadie got her own 
arc and got to have her own identity outside of Lars and feel good about herself and what she can do because it bothered me so much Mm -hmm. sitting here watching this little girl just clamor after someone who just really did not fuck with her Mm -hmm. the way she fucked with him and it was just like oh please just like please don't let i just didn't want her to uh a lot of times in these type of shows where the girl um is fucking with somebody you know likes somebody more than they like her that person eventually does start to like her. And I just didn't want that to happen. I wanted, I was glad that Lars was out in space and she got to have her, she got to like herself more than liking, than him having to realize that Sadie's dope or whatever, you know, he got, he got to realize that out in space and feel bad about the shit. And I was just like, that's good. You need to feel bad because Sadie is dope and you missed it. You missed it. You know, (laughs) I just want to point out once again for all the folks in the cheap seats, fuck Lars. I don't think that was said loudly enough. Um, Fuck that motherfucker. Because even when he was out in space finding himself, he still took time out to act like a little punk motherfucker when he found out that Sadie wasn't missing his ass. Even though he didn't want no part of a relationship with her when they were there and dipped out on her every opportunity he got. Hell, he didn't even want a friendship with her. He treated her like yeah. trash. He treated her like the hell. Yeah. And she like told he him was. straight out, like, yo, why are you only nice to me when nobody's around? And I felt that so purely. Listen. I was like, yes, little girl. He ain't for yourself. But yeah, Lars. Fuck him. He ain't even he ain't even that cute, girl. <laughs> you can do better. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck. Fuck him and them gauges, girl. Fuck him. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and now look at you. You're a rock star. Mm-hmm. You see what happens when you break up with them? <laughs> you flirt. <laughs> <with them. laughs> girl, it's that sound and sage advice. Just break up with them. You will flourish. Secure your own self. Not even the bag. Just secure yourself. Because mm. he ain't worth your time. And it's... it. I don't know. Like, I shouldn't feel this way about this show, but I saw so many different things. It was just like, damn, that spoke to me. Yeah. I mean, but I think that's the, that's the mark of a good show, like a genuine, good, well done production is if you can relate to it. Cause this is a children's show. It's a cartoon, but, and the themes are presented in a way that children can comprehend to a degree, but mm-hmm our struggles are universal. So that stuff is, it's going to hit cause it's well done. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what, that's what hit me is just how, you know, like the idea of, of, of being ghosted, the idea of uh, caring about people and they don't care about you anymore. You know, mm-hmm. the idea, the idea of having to kind of, lose a part of yourself and then have to remember who you are and what it took to get you to the point where you were before and tap into that to get back there and just just all the different just all the different things that um Rebecca Sugar and everybody else uh, on the show can have tapped into as far as emotions are concerned with these with this with this particular show cuz i feel like this show probably because of whatever Rebecca Sugar and everyone else has went through in their mm-hmm. lives they have taken those things 
you know, however unfortunate they are and have put them on screen for everyone else to maybe hopefully be a step to, to work through those things, to acknowledge like, oh man, that really is sad. That, that hurt that hurt me when that happened to me, or I don't want to do that to somebody. So let me think about that. Let me make sure I'm not making people feel that way. You know, there's such a, a thing about kindness on that show that I feel like, I feel like what they're trying to get people toward is kindness to themselves, to other people. And that I think that's probably why I love it so much. I I agree. The Lion Gym. That's what I'm gonna start calling it. <laughs> it hits on multiple levels. Y'all gotta think mm-hmm. on that for a bit though. <laughs> I associated with so many people on this show or just related to so many people on this show. But more than anybody else, it was just that whole why are you chasing this person who doesn't want you? until they need until they have a need for something then all of a sudden they act like you know they just give you enough sunshine to make you think that it's summertime that's that hit me hard mm-hmm. um also the music was killer all the way through yep um i really i think my second favorite after After I, I think, what what would be your top five ranking of characters on this show, uh, Shante? Top five? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I probably wouldn't be able to rank. I'm not good at ranking stuff. I know I love Garnet. I love Sadie. Uh, I loved uh, 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 Bismuth. Mm-hmm. Like that was somebody that I really, you know, that was a character that I really, really cared about and really was just like, oh my God, this is what happened. This is awful. <laughs> you know, this is the worst kind of thing. And then, so that's what, is that three? Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven and then Nanafwa, the, uh, uh, the the grandmother who's the I mayor like, now. I like her. I, I like her Nanifua. a lot. And I like the fact that uh, Mayor Dewey is just like, yeah, I, I can't, I, I give, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with this. She's way too like I, I'm not even. I concede after the first, like first, first debate, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like, he I, said, I'm not going out like Bernie Sanders. Right. <laughs> I am not doing this. Everything she said was absolutely true. It just ain't gonna be me putting it into fruition. Like I'm done here. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going home. I'm a I'm a take over the donut shop. I really like. Uh, well, Trill, who who are your uh, favorite characters? Um, Garnet, um, Peridot. Yeah. Um, the fusion between Garnet and Pearl. Her name is escaping me right now. Sardonyx. Yes. Sardonyx. Yeah. yeah Sardonyx yeah, yeah. is one of my favorites. Um, I really enjoy Bismuth as well. I feel like the show is already deep enough, but something about Bismuth's story just hit so many different layers. Mm-hmm. Like, it's amazing to me how they did so much with that character with so little time. 
um we and honestly i think that was when i was really just like oh rose was a piece of shit yeah yeah i was like oh rose was terrible girl Ooh. um what is that for and i want to say the whole black family i like okay. all of them yeah. yeah the pizza pizza family yeah yeah the pizza family i like all of them i liked mr smiley Mm-hmm. I liked how he had a million jobs. <laughs> like, he was the announcer for the uh, Wrestling Federation. He was the owner of the uh, video of the arcade. He was just everywhere. And he was such a great character. Like, just such a great person, I thought. Um, I also really enjoyed Sardonyx. Um, I, I, one of my favorite episodes was the episode where it turned out that Pearl was, uh, rebuilding, uh, the tower. So then her and Garnet could, uh, fuse together because mm-hmm. she just wanted to feel close to somebody like that again. Ooh, that was, that was such a gut wrenching episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, arc really. Cause it spawned, it spanned a couple episodes, didn't it? Yeah. It did. Yeah. Cause they, I mean, cause they essentially kind of broke up, you yeah. know, and there was, and that was good. And that was, that's another good thing about this show is how continuous it was just like, there were consequences for what happened. And we got to watch them kind of, you know, the initial like, oh my God, this is fucked up. Oh my God, I don't like you anymore. You know, Pearl trying to, you know, get back in and not working and then them working it out and figuring it out. So yeah, it was, that was, that was a good arc. One of my favorite things was when, like, it was essentially, why aren't you mad? Why am I mad and you're not mad, Sapphire? Why aren't you mad about this? Get mad. Mm-hmm. It's like, eh. <laughs> that's something that's so, it's, I don't know why it's so real to me, but it is because there's times where I'm, like, asking my wife, why aren't you mad about this? Like, the things that just happened, get upset, and it's just... Nah, and then she'll have something happen, and it's like she's like, "Why aren't you mad about this? Get mad!" And it's just like, "Nah, come on, balance." Exactly. (laughs) We always say jokingly that there's gonna come a time, and this happened a few times where she and I are both gonna be mad at the same person at the same time. (laughs) Y'all gonna form like Voltron. Exactly. Woe unto that human. Uh, It's happened a few times. It was freaking incredible too like it was oh they didn't they didn't see it coming they never see it coming um but i just i'm glad that devin asked me to watch that show with him Hmm. like because i had started watching it initially and then had put it aside because hulu was really weird about putting out episodes Mm -hmm. um and so i was just like okay they're at season two i'm just gonna wait for the next season to come out and by the time i look back up it was like the movie was coming out in the next week and so Devin was like we gotta get this knocked out we gotta watch this and so we did and i'm so glad that we did um quality programming it it Mm -hmm. is it really was and i can't I, i i have no complaints everything was beautiful like everything was perfect to me. The plot lines played out perfectly. I just wish everything could be like this. Not all cartoons get an opportunity to have their story be told uh, to fruition. 
the a way lot of shows do. don't get it. Yeah. I'm looking at you, D&D and HBO. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Just when I say, when I say I want to punch those two men in the face. Like if you tell me somebody rolls up on them and it's like, this is for Danny. I'll break. I'll be like, good. I'll, I'll, do, I'll donate to the little GoFundMe to get bailed out or whatever. Cause mm -mm, mm -mm. no, I'm so unhappy, but mm. whatever. It just, I was in Walmart today. <laughs> no, I was in Walmart today and I was in the, by the DVDs and, you know, it had the little display of the, the Game of Thrones. And I was just looking, I was just like, y'all deserved better. Y'all deserved better. Y'all just, it shouldn't Did have you, to end like this. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of stuff that make you want to knock the shit over. <laughs> Fuck y'all. <laughs> like how much time you put into it just for them to do that? Like, and then uh, it's all his fault for not finishing the storyline. So we just had to do what we felt was right. Like, fuck you. You didn't feel that was right. No. And then, no. And then tell, then tell you, the viewer, that what you watched leading up to it was foreshadowing for what happened. You know, all these times that she's coming, that all these times that Danny has come in contact with somebody and had to fuck them up after they threatened her. But somehow, because she, you know, let her brother get molten lava poured, you know, not molten lava, molten gold poured on his head, that this is an instance of her, you know, maniacalness, mm. you know, oh my God, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> you know, she burned up those dudes in, in Vice Dothrak after they said that they were going to rape her and do all kinds of different stuff to her. Oh my God, that, you know, just now she has to burn up a city. Just, mm-mm, no. Killed them dragons for nothing. Sent them up there for nothing. You know, telling me, you know, made, uh, what is it? Jacked up all, jacked up Tyrion's character, made him a damn goof, you know, mm. after he spent, you know, after he spent the first, like, what, seven seasons, well, no, the first six seasons being a damn genius in, in King's Landing, got out of King's Landing and was a damn goof every plan that he came up with fucked up and he lived to tell the tale didn't even have to deal with any consequences of his bad decisions no fuck that had bran in the snow for ages the baby grew up the baby was five feet and then became six feet in the snow <laughs> and then <laughs> like the baby went through puberty on television, and then you're going to tell me that all of that stuff that he went through, trying to get to that tree, letting Jojen die, you know, hurting Mira's fucking feelings at the end of it, and that he just gets to be king. This is what happens. This is this is exactly what was supposed to happen. No idea why the Mad King was screaming, "Burn them all!" You know, just oh, he was crazy. That was it. Just mm -mm. no, fuck them. They tell them why you're mad, Ma. Tell them why you're mad. I'm so angry. No, oh, I'm yes. so, I'm, so, I'm just. I'm enjoying I, this. <laughs> me too. Because <laughs> like, I hear nothing but facts. Like I spent, it was just you. It's like, it's one thing. I think if you came in like kind of late, you may not feel as emotionally no, no, no. Because I came in late. I didn't start watching until See, season well, seven started. 
and I feel just as strongly as you do. Well, good. They played in my face. Now, it wasn't for as long of a time, but I also don't have a lot of patience. So... Y'all played in my face. They did. I mean, really. I mean, you're telling me all that stuff that we went through watching motherfucking Rob get, (laughs) watching Rob and Kat get murdered. Just, just all up, just none of it mattered. That's really what it comes down to. So much of the stuff that happened, just none of it mattered. Just, you know, as far as the result is concerned, you just, it just didn't matter. It just didn't even matter. Like, you know, you telling me the Iron Throne is the biggest deal and the dragon melts it and there ain't even an Iron Throne. Then, no. And then let's talk about the weather. Jamie leaves and it's snowing in King's Landing. Winter is coming. But somehow, I mean, I don't know, did maybe because they defeated the Night King, there's no more winter because there's Bran, you know, coming out you know being you know they're they're discussing who's going to be king and it's sunny it's just like winter don't even matter anymore it just they just did not have a sense of the material and it really showed the further and further they got away from the material that as they had to fill it in they didn't know what to do and i'm glad that confederate ain't on anymore and whatever other things that they do i can't wait to downvote it because i think they're supposed to be on <laughs> netflix i can't wait i'm gonna downvote it i might get i might make a rotten tomatoes account and downvote it there too dedication because fuck them it. fuck both of them like ugh. Ugh. And they have the nerve to skip out at the comic cons and stuff and don't want to come and face the music. Fuck them. Oh, yeah. That was the other thing. The slap in the face. The cowardice. We're not going to be on social media when that airs. I'm still feeling some sort of way about the fact that that big battle between the White Walkers and Jon Snow and, and, and Danny and all them, I couldn't see the beginning of it because it was too fucking dark. And these niggas had the nerve to tell me to fix my TV. Motherfucking my TV is newer than this episode. Oops. <laughs> yeah, they just, they were very, very The disrespect. Yeah, that they disrespectful. Game. game of arrogance, that's what it was. Game of bitch assness, <laughs> right? I just I felt very strongly about certain aspects in that episode where Danny, for no reason, just went crazy and burnt up that entire town. Was just so heartbreaking to me that I didn't even really want to yeah. come back. Yeah, it just didn't. It just didn't make any sense for her character. She's gone through the whole show, basically caring about innocent people, only to do this turn. When logically what she should have done is go down to King's Landing, land on the Red Keep, burn that motherfucker down, and get Cersei. And it would have been over. Mm-hmm. But it... Mm-mm. And then Cer- oh, And then Cersei. Like, poor Lena Headey. To have had the type of... Care- like, you know, for her to have, like, these kind of iconic lines in this show, like in the first season when she's like, you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. Like, that iconic, her, I choose violence. Like, these kinds of moments, you know, her standing on, you know, standing in her room, drinking that wine, you know, when the sept blows up, 
you know, pouring that wine on that scepter, confess, confess, like all these moments only to basically die with Jamie in that bullshit Romeo and Juliet under some motherfucking rocks. Like, mm-hmm. ugh. like she at least, like she should have, she should have been able to fight for her life. She should have had to have fought for yeah. her life. Yeah, instead of like basically running away, which I guess maybe that kind of makes sense, you know, because sometimes, you know, the super badass character in the end is really a coward, but not, she should have gotten, she should have gotten something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to say poor Lena Haiti though, because she made like a million dollars per episode. So, I mean, before this, her biggest thing was uh, doing dread. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, I mean, she's an accomplished actress, but now she's a rich, accomplished actress. And fuck mm. Jamie for leaving Brienne. Oh. oh they, now, you want to talk about a disservice. They did that character yeah. so wrong. They really did. I cannot believe they did that to Brienne. Like, there was no reason for that. Like, they could have just... They did not have to let her... Like, they didn't have to make them get together mm-hmm. for her to uh, just... Like, it's almost like they should have just killed her in the battle. They should have just killed like, everybody. Yeah. They could because in the end, it didn't really, it didn't even matter. Uh, <laughs> in the end, all it took was the dragon. All it took was that one dragon. The 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 other dragon that got turned into a White Walker didn't fucking matter. The dragon that got killed didn't fucking matter. All it took was one dragon and Danny, and that whole entire city burned down. So they should have killed everybody else. And then had her sit on the throne just by the fact that she's the only one left standing. That would have been dope. So many other things would have been dope. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they chose stupidity. Mm-hmm. And lazy. How do you fuck up a sure it's thing? Put it in, how do you fuck up a sure thing? Put it in the hands of people who don't really care about it. Or, 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 you know what it was? They cared about some characters and didn't care about other characters. Cause that's what I think. They did not like Danny, and that's why they got. That's why Danny got what she got. And they clearly loved Sansa, cause Sansa lived through it and ended up becoming, you know, queen in the north and everything. Even though they, ugh, they just, mm-mm. it was not good. It was just, it was not good. It was not good. <laughs> My bad. I didn't realize this joke was going to have us on this tangent. Oh, no. We did a whole episode about this shit before. I so. mean, yeah. So have I. And it's just, I didn't. My bad. I've you know, Too soon. No. Too soon. It's okay. I probably need. I needed to get it off my chest anyway. I need to get it. I needed to. I'll need to get it off my chest next week. I'm still just. Whew, I'm just. I'm. It's never. I just think it's. It's never going to be okay. I don't think I've ever come in contact with the show that made me this angry after sitting with it and talking about it and debating with it and just wondering and just the emotional investment only for it to just go out like this. And it didn't have to, like there were just, it just felt like there were so many other avenues to go down that could have made it more interesting. And it was just like, y'all did not have the juice for Mm -hmm. it. Just didn't. They could have been some bad bitches. I'm sorry. 
Maestro, go ahead and do your shout outs, man. <laughs> hey, first of all, thanks for having me. It's been a blast just talking Steven Universe conversation. Um, but you can find me on the social meds uh, at Trillificent on all of those different platforms. And if you didn't know, I am one half of the co-founders of a podcast network called Flawless Noises Media Network, home to my solo podcast, Gay Side Stories, the absolute shit show that is Ratchet, uh, Ratchet Ramblings, uh, Mama Meets World, Not So Newlywed. We got some new stuff coming. So... You can check all of that stuff out, hear more of me, hear Candice, you've heard Candice on this show, uh, hear more of Jeremy, you heard Jeremy on this show, uh, FlawlessNoises.com. Yeah, Jeremy, come home. I know y'all out there with the flawless noises and everything, but nigga, <laughs> we miss you. You need to pop up from the state of Atlanta and let us know what's going on. Um, <laughs> He's tried, and I, I think just different stuff has come up. So I know he not, hit me let's up. Let's not one. make it. Let's not make it like it's Jeremy's fault. Just different stuff has come up repeatedly. Like, bruh, <laughs> yeah. like yo, I feel you, love you, man, and uh, just you know, I just want to talk to you. Mm. I just want to leave you okay. Um, <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> I'm you baby i haven't done a misconnection in so long and i <laughs> to have to be so fair i did try to get him to come on with me but he was booked mm. i believe it mm -hmm. i believe it um did y'all see that uh i i, I trust y'all saw it by now but um the twitter question that somebody popped up with uh for sbc chats about um, a guy who broke up with his girl at, that they went to the same church, and uh, he went to he went to the church the next Sunday with his new girlfriend. No, <laughs> his girlfriend maced his ass in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, and nobody admitted seeing shit. And oh, I did said, see that. Wait, yeah, that does sound. Now that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> his faith in God was shaken. <laughs> Yeah, like the whole congregation is saying he had a seizure. Yeah. And <laughs> she really tased his ass. <laughs> Boy. Oh man, that was the best. So why can't why can't the black community come together like that on LGBT issues? <laughs> That's all I'm Seriously. saying. Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> right. Real talk. Um Shante, go for it. Uh first, thank you, Trill, for being on the show because it was great. Thank you for having me. And as usual, shout out to the people who continue to rock with us, you know, sharing the show, listening to the show. Uh, shout out to Caleb Counts, tweeting at us, letting right? us know, letting us know how he felt about, about Dave Chappelle and how, uh, how it's unfortunate and how, well, he specifically said how scary it is that Dave could uh, initially be so, uh, for marginalized people at one point and now just not clearly you know especially because you know because i mean it's just like we talked about i think uh a while ago talking about killing me softly where he was talking about you know how fucked up the police are and all the different kind of stuff what's happening you know with racism and just he just ain't got it as far as um lgbtq people are concerned 
we got new uh, logos. Uh, shout out to Hedamaru, uh, who did some chibi uh, anime shots for Shantae and I. Uh, Shantae is uh, Shuri from Black Panther. And after seeing how I looked as Nightcrawler, I went back to the drawing board and I finished out with Luke Cage, which I think fit me a lot better. Um, they're available for sale uh, at tpublic.com. Uh, um, T-shirts as well as stickers. All you got to do is type in single simulcast in the keywords and it'll pop up for you. Uh, so go ahead and check those out. Support the show. We do appreciate that. Um, we're still putting stuff out on, on the Patreon feed. If y'all, uh, are a Patreon member, we greatly appreciate it. If you have not yet checked out our Patreon page, go ahead and do that. Uh, we have stuff dating back all the way to like 2017. Uh, and we have new stuff coming out every single week as well. Uh, apologies for the weeks that we weren't putting out stuff. Depression's a motherfucker. Um, but we're back in business. It's important that y'all know that a lot of us are scared to check our friends. You have to recognize the fact that you're scared to check your friends because once you recognize the fact that you're scared to check your friends, you can actually confront that fact and maybe get past it because a lot of our friends really need to be checked. They're walking around in silence, just fucking shit up for everybody. Like one of your closest friends is a latent homophobe and you know that shit, but you ain't going to say nothing because they're your best friend. And you know, y'all been together since forever. Whereas in actual reality, that should be the first person you check because you're the most comfortable with. On the other hand, we got to be able to be checked without wanting to X somebody out of our lives. It's hard to hear criticism sometimes. It's hard to catch that critique. But the only way you're going to get better is if you get criticized, whether it's you doing it to yourself or somebody else doing it to you. Because when you look in a mirror, you're still only seeing what you really want to see. Oh, no. All I know is that a lot of y'all motherfuckers who is out there riding for Dave Chappelle right now should be ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed of yourself. Because you don't have a leg to stand on in this conversation. But this is the best comedy routine you've ever heard in your entire life. You're putting it above all that fuck shit that Richard Pryor did. You're putting it above everything Eddie Murphy did. Even punk-ass Kevin Hart. You're putting it above everything that he did. Because it's saying something that you've been scared to say. Are you serious right now? Because it confronts our cancel culture. Are you serious right now? And there's a lot of black folks. It ain't just white people. It's a lot of black folks who are out there right now still talking about, oh, I'm on my 16th view of this show. But I love LGBTQIA folks. I support them wholeheartedly. Y'all need to be checked. And I hope y'all don't get mad at me when you get checked. I'll do it privately. So you're not out there in the Facebook streets feeling like you got to defend yourself. I'm not trying to do it publicly and all that, but I'm coming for you next. And I'm coming for you next. Because it can't work no more. And the only reason why shit like this takes off is because there's people in the background who are really like, I still believe in this. You don't laugh at shit if you don't believe in it. You don't applaud shit if you don't believe in it. 
at least to an extent, a little piece of you has to believe it for you to laugh at it. Otherwise, you're like, damn, that hit real hard. And I didn't like the way that that felt. I thought about it, too. And Killing Me Softly, Shante, his best work, there was a segment at the end where he was talking about women and the way that they dress. He was saying some real misogynistic shit about a woman who was wearing an outfit but then told him that he, she didn't want to have sex because she wasn't a hooker. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, you're wearing a hooker outfit. We let that slide because it didn't affect us. But when I thought about it, I was like, damn, that really did happen. And I'm sure there's other things that happened in that show that I didn't even think about. That nowadays, I'll be like, you know what? That wasn't funny either. But mm-hmm. I know without a shadow of a doubt, there's a whole lot of shit on these most recent shows that he did that aren't funny at all. And y'all know it too. Y'all are just scared of losing something that should have been lost a long time ago. And you need to confront that truth. So then y'all could be the folks that you're supposed to be. <sighs> Single simulcast episode 348. As always, Shantae's in the building. Always appreciated. Always appreciated. Trills in the building. I'm Rashani. Y'all be good. We're out. Peace. I said it right that time, motherfuckers. I said it right. (laughs) Real though. Peace. This is single simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.